Coming to you live and direct from Pasadena, California, it's the Happy Jacks RPG Podcast Morning Zoom! <laughs> and I stalked it. I fucked up the die roll. I stalked it. My luck's a black hole, so I stalked it. And I know I'm an asshole, because I stalked it. And I stalked it. You're listening to Happy Jack's RPG Podcast, pursuing the RPG hobby with reckless abandon and beer. And I know I'm an asshole because I stalked it. Thank you for joining us for the Happy Jack's RPG Podcast. In the morning, which is new, I got a mouthful of jerky. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. My name is Stu. I represent the Lollipop Guild, and I'm Hoser Rob. Hi, <laughs> I'm Chris. No, you're not. Or uh, people probably know me as Hive Mind. Damn right. This is Tyler. All the way from Osaka, Japan. That's correct. Yeah. Visiting, and all the way from Santa Monica. Which all the way from Santa probably Monica. Probably took yeah. even longer. Uh, <laughs> n- uh, not really. Not <laughs> on a fucking Saturday morning. If this was back to the normal Friday night, yes, he'd still be driving. <laughs> I actually took public transportation. You fucking liar. You took no. the train. <laughs> I didn't even know that they could do that. Yeah. How'd you do it? How long have you lived down here, Rob? All my life. <laughs> <laughs> no public transportation. Went Santa Monica. Oh, I don't, I don't acknowledge that buses exist. Ah, gotcha. all right. Yeah. You took the train. Yeah, but the... that Well, okay. Well, anything in Southern California is a convenient two and a half hours away. By train. Th- that's about right. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, that's, yeah. Yeah, it actually does. Yeah, about a forty-minute walk to the bus station, then the R10, which took about an hour, and then which took me to Union Station, and I got on the Gold Line. Right. Okay. Yeah. Gold Line's probably only twenty minutes. Yeah, so, that was pretty. Yeah. pretty actually, short Gold Line now. takes surprisingly long. There's a lot of stops. Yeah. 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 And this is so fascinating for people that live outside of. <laughs> Isn't California. it really? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, so if we're gonna do this morning show, can each of us get honkers like the little horn, like. <laughs> Like like that, except deeper. <laughs> should we have four soundboards? No. Yes. <laughs> no. Yes, everybody should have a soundboard. I'm totally up for that. That would be horrendous. And uh, thank you to those of you who are braving the chat room here on a Saturday morning Pacific time. How, how are we doing? Uh, there are, um, well, there's a few more. Let's see, one, two, three. This is even better radio. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, it looks like about six, maybe seven. Eight. There's eight. There's eight people plus me. That's nine. Okay. <laughs> Which is about half of what we would normally have, but word's got to spread. See, chat room wants everyone to have a soundboard. They do. Yeah. More chat, sounds. Chat room is also like a sky of humming. Sky of scum and villainy. There you go. Yeah. And so uh, if you would like to listen to the show, you can listen. Uh, right, It's moved from Friday nights. We're now on Saturday mornings at probably 11 a.m. I probably will stay there Pacific time. And uh, you can listen at happyjacks.org slash live. You uh, can also... Apparently the chat room can't hear us. Oh, what did I do? Oh, I need to fix that, huh? Little they so now I fixed it, and the chat room can probably hear me. I, can, guess. I can hear it, you better it just in, changed, yeah. in the fucking I know, it just changed. Are they get, let me make sure they're getting us here. Hey, fuckers, can I'm you hear us? I'm pretty sure they are now. Yep, they're hearing us now. So, yeah, that's because when I record, there's a setting that changes when I'm recording in the studio mm-hmm. versus out here. Mm. So, and that's how things get routed. It really doesn't matter. Um, oh, if you'd like to email us, you can email us at happyjacksrpg. Are, are we going normal? Yeah, we're, okay. back. we're, we're, right. we're good. Uh, you can email us at happyjacksrpg at gmail.com. That's happyjacksrpg at gmail.com. 
Our Twitter account is Happy Jacks RPG, all one word. That's Happy Jacks RPG, all one word. And let's see, we're on Facebook, and we're also on Google Plus, and you can go to our forum, happyjacks.org/forum, and you can join us there, where you will find out about the show, and you can kvetch about all the stuff we talk about. Stork said he was going to set up a Tumblr for us. Oh, is he? No. Is he going to set up a Tumblr? <laughs> I, no, I, I know, well, Stork on his social network. He, he, no, he administers our tribe page. <laughs> and and face, uh, uh, MySpace. MySpace. He takes yeah. care of MySpace and tribe. How's our live journal going? Uh, I don't know. He's, it's about, your arms are too short. <clears throat> it's a Zanga blog. It's just like a Tyrannosaurus Rex. It kind of sucks. <laughs> you can't reach I've, your beard. I've never had that problem over there. That's because your pituitary gland exploded in January. <laughs> <laughs> That's a thyroid condition. So, um, uh, let's see. President's Day weekend, we're going to have um, Orcon? Gateway? Game X? One of them. One of them. Uh, and that'll be at the Hilton? I think so, yeah. And Stork's not here to complain about the Hilton and the fact that the bar opens late, so I'll do it for him. I, I love that he cannot get over that. I know. <laughs> bar doesn't open until 4 o'clock. Well, then, then A, he needs to David. Right, just bring your own like, cooler. Right. Bring your own cooler, BYOC. Bring your own cooler and sit in the bar and drink from it. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like the bar's open. It was amazing to me because I still haven't attended a con there, but but I drove by one day, like when you guys had started like on a Friday night for the last con, and I walk in, it was only like the second game, and I walked into the downstown, the downstairs mm-hmm. like RPG area, and it stank like dirty ass. Yep. More than last it ever con? stank anywhere else. Last yeah. con? Yeah. AC was broken. Two games in, unacceptable. I yeah. was, I wasn't even there. I don't like. I don't <clears> imagine what it's gonna be like when I'm there. <laughs> That's gonna be some dirty ass. Mm-hmm. Because I'm filled with the gases of life. So, Chris, do Japanese people stink? Uh, depends where you go. Actually, actually, yeah, celery men smell like stale smoke and. Uh, what smoke. are celery men? Salary salary men. Salary men. Oh, salary men. Yeah, they're the guys that men. completely ignore their family and work from like six a.m. until they're dead. <laughs> he is not wrong. He is not wrong. Like the guy at guy at the office, we call actually call him Stinky. You can track him around the office by scent. You walk in the elevator in the morning, you're like, ah, Stinky's here. <laughs> Stinky's on. Stinky's on. He's also the guy who developed tuberculosis and forced us all to go get checks. <laughs> wow. That's pretty good. That is form. not what you want to be known for in the office. No, it isn't. The guy with tuberculosis. Yep. No kidding. Wow. So, yeah. Short answer, yes. Japanese people stink. Like cigarette smoke? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. A lot of heavy smokers? Really? Well, like, vending machines everywhere. Mm-hmm. And oh, yeah. I don't know what the, the exchange right now is horrible when I was coming over. Mm-hmm. But pretty much you just, like, lop off the last two zeros, and that's yen to dollars, essentially. Uh, cigarettes are, like, vending machines, like, four bucks. Yeah. And it's awesome because you'll get three or four cigarette vending machines, and then you'll get, like, a soda machine, and then, like, a coffee machine, and there's all kinds of, like, crazy weird-ass shit, and then you go into certain areas, and there's the panty machine. Still haven't found one. But, he, again, he's not wrong. No shame. I like to party. Do they have, like, kind of weird, like weird cigarette flavors like they do with the Kit Kats? No, oh, it's, it's a green tea it's, cigarette. It's pretty much... I've seen pretty normal... Cigarette. They're mostly menthols. Yeah. Really? Which is a weird flavor in and of itself. Yeah, <coughs> I was. I'm against, I'm against menthol, generally speaking. Oh, also, um, the uh, Apocalypse World book burning has been moved to Wednesday, <laughs> just so everyone knows. Um, Tuesday, City Hall, there's a protest or something, so we're going to be on Wednesday. Okay. And two food trucks. 
Mm. There you go. All right. <laughs> I haven't heard about this. Yeah. <laughs> I'll be here for Wednesday. <laughs> All right. Uh, do you want to, you know, since you're the guest of honor, do you want to read the uh, first first email? Oh, okay. Cool. <clears throat> Gaming Horror Story yeah. Gaming James. Horror Story from James in China. Dear Happy Jacks, James in China here, and I want to tell you one of my gaming horror stories. About six weeks before I moved to China, I decided to play my friend's D6 Star Wars game. I have played one shot of the system before under a different GM, and I was really looking forward to playing a few sessions before I moved to China and gave up role-playing for the foreseeable future. I decided to play a Jedi whose only true Jedi abilities were being able to use a lightsaber and lift objects with the Force. D6 Star Wars really isn't suited for playing a Jedi at character creation, but I had my lightsaber and I was happy. However, things would quickly take a turn for the worse at the end of the first session. Really, really quickly, let me just jump in here because it already annoys me. Lightsaber, one fucking word. Get it right if you're going to type it. <laughs> All right, go ahead. What does AP Style Guide say about that? Oh, yeah. one word. Is it? <laughs> one word. Yeah. <laughs> We took up a mission that led us to a starport, and shortly after we were ambushed by an Imperial officer and his stormtroopers. There was nothing we could do, a stun grenade was thrown at us, and after just one turn of combat, the whole party was taken out. We woke up sometime later as prisoners on a Star Destroyer. Also, no, George Lucas, out? in interviews, calls it a laser sword. I don't care. <laughs> also, stormtroopers, one word. I thought so. <laughs> you know Fuck what? This guy. I thought I liked Star Wars, but you know what? It doesn't really matter. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> <laughs> As I mentioned earlier, my only real, real skill was the ability to fight with a lightsaber. Two words. Mm. Sadly, all of our equipment we'll start was taken. A light saber. <laughs> <laughs> Sadly, all of our equipment was taken when we were stunned. So began our breakout attempt. Very soon, the players gained equipment they could use off guards we had taken out. Everyone had something to fight with now. That is, except for me. I still had no light. Saber, and I wasn't really skilled with any other form of combat. I played four more sessions before I left for China, and in all that time we never managed to escape the Star Destroyer, nor did I ever retrieve my equipment. My character started to become increasingly suicidal, as I would constantly put myself in harm's way with the hope that I could die and make a new character. Sadly, I was cursed to live a long and boring life. This is probably the least fun I have ever had in the game. I am told that the party did indeed get off the Star Destroyer at some point, and they even met Lando. Uh, just a point of order. Star Destroyer should be one word. Right, Rob? Yes, that's correct. <laughs> 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 anyway, at which point, one of the players decided to strike Lando with a fatal blow, only to be told by the GM <coughs> that he can't kill Lando. I think the game kind of died after that. Uh, the GM's right. You can't kill Lando. <laughs> no, 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 no. The G GM has nothing to do with it. You just can't I know, right? kill Lando. <laughs> you can't kill Lando. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not the GM being a dick. Fucking it's just Lando. physics. The GM was just... Stole yeah. Han's clothes. <laughs> That's right. Doesn't it depend on the star date? <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> Only if there's a transporter <laughs> malfunction. <laughs> I don't get baited by trolls. <laughs> okay. You can kill Lando. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Or a Cylon. <laughs> what is your take on this story? Was the GM within his rights to strip me of my equipment for so long? Also, how do you feel about the GM throwing an unbeatable challenge at us to get us on the Star Destroyer in the first place? Finally, should the GM just have told me not to play a Jedi from the very beginning, 
if it wouldn't have worked out so well within his campaign. Sorry about the length of the email. I hope I at least could keep it concise and somewhat entertaining. P.S. Take a drink. Sincerely, James in China. I kind of want to make this the topic. We can kind of... Oh, shit. Suck, suck, <laughs> suck it, suck it. Drink it down. I did. You're the only one you know that what? ever happens to in here. I'm going to... I know. It's okay. I'm going to be the, the closest first... to all the electronic equipment. <coughs> right. <laughs> I'm going to be the first dad at the... At the... Christmas tree store that smells like beer. <laughs> but you won't be the last. <laughs> um, I want to. I'm going to talk about his 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 question specifically, but I also kind of like to talk about this in a more general sense, and that is how many setbacks are too many for for players when they stop being fun. Right, but like, next question. Okay, right, right. sorry, no, 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 no. thank you, Johnny. No. Get right to the answer. When and it then, stops being fun, and then. And how how often should it, like insurmountable things happen, and should they really be insurmountable? Like the stun grenade, like, like they couldn't that there was no that they were going to get taken out. Right, exactly. And then that you know, and when is that? When is it the time for like the the small victories and big victories? And if you're gonna have have a character ineffective like that, like taking away his lightsaber, which is like his one skill. How long can you do that for as a GM? And why, why, what is your reasoning behind doing it? And, and well, there's a whole thing we can talk about with that. But let's, let's kind of talk about his stuff first. Mm-hmm. And then we can kind of move on to... I mean, basically want to talk about you know, sort of hostile GMing when you're, when, you're, when you're imposing on the players bad times and how to handle that right and how, how that's handled wrong. That's fair. I think I think when I was reading this, and, and let me take a, as opposed to just, just the strategic view that you're looking right. at, I want to go very tactical and, and talk about what this guy's, what this guy's speaking of. He mentioned he had two skills, lightsaber and lifting objects with the force. Right. That's really limited for a, for a character. It, it is, but it isn't. And so here's why: is that is that I think it, and I don't, I don't. Based on what he's saying here, I wouldn't give his GM that much credit to think about this. But if I see a character like that. And I'm like, you've got two things. And if I want to take one of those away, you're going to have to really develop that second thing. So yeah, for he instance, never talks about using the other thing. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So, so they all found a bunch of equipment they can use. Well, maybe there's extra blaster rifles or something like that. All right, you can't use it, but guess what? You can lift that shit with the force, and so you've got it in your hand. You throw it out. You accelerate it with the force and knock some guy out over the head with a fucking blaster. <laughs> like, how awesome is that? Like, like it's all about the improvised weapon, the right? Throwing and, weapons at people. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, or you know, and there's there's other ways that he could have he could have done stuff in the back to protect them. I can't do anything. You move can force them. push a fucking stormtrooper. Mm. Yeah, One word. Yeah. Thank you. Um, capital F, <coughs> capital P, because it's an ability. Um, but the but the idea is force push. Force. Is it still one word, but capitalized? No, okay, no, right. Two no, force push two. Stormtrooper. Yeah. Um, but the but I'm that's what I'm saying that is that I'm like, look, dude, I and again, I you know I'm not at the game. This is a very short email, r- relatively speaking. But it's only a page, man. Not anymore. No, that's changed. Oh, yeah. What have you done? You've broken <laughs> them. I have. Um. The the. I think there's other ways that you can. Find the the error in your character, not the error in your character, the weakness of your character, mm-hmm. and exploit it for your own benefit. You know, your weakness is you only have two abilities. Well, if one's taken away, I'm gonna jump in both goddamn feet 
with that right. other ability and find out a way to really knock it out and knock it over the top. Sure. If you if you so heavily depend on one piece of equipment, mm-hmm. it's gonna get taken away. Oh yeah. Like you you asked for it mm-hmm. at that point. Yeah. Yeah, as soon as I saw that character sheet, I would just put a big red circle around lightsaber <laughs> and then a no sign and be like, alright, cool. Have fun. And eventually, at some point, you give him back, but I'd give it back to him in steps. Like, I'd be like, oh, you found a practice sword. Right. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> Let me know how that works out. You can badger people with it. Right. Okay, so I'm, I'm undoing the stupid thing I just did. But while I'm doing that... Where do you guys stand on... Or do you have anything, any specific advice for him before? No, I, I think Rob hit it right. Like, there's nothing in this letter that mentions using that second thing that you do really well. Right. And I'm kind of wondering why not. So, yeah, okay, the GM took away a lightsaber. Two words. Um, but, <laughs> yeah, as, as he said, there's other stuff you could have done, and I wonder what James did with it. Because, um, yeah, as, as Tyler said, when you rely so heavily on this one thing... Because it's going to get taken even, away. It's not even like he's a, a a person who uses guns and he doesn't have a gun. It's he uses one very specific piece of equipment that you're not going to find anywhere else. Correct. You know, it's like it's like a, a a mage saying I can only use spells out of this spell book, mm-hmm. and if something happens to this spell book, I'm fucked. That <laughs> spell book is immediately dead. Yep. <laughs> well, I, I wonder what happened because it doesn't say in the letter, but yeah excellent point like if that lightsaber gets taken away you're not just going to find it in a crate laying around like a blaster right it's so not go knock out a stormtrooper and take his gun right so did the party then try and go find the lightsaber again because it sounds to me like if you do that that's kind of a maybe not an awesome adventure but that's a, a very immediate goal for the character yeah it should be and it and it, it i mean that's kind of within the, the in the interest of everyone in the party mhm right i think yeah, because if you've got a guy that's badass and can keep blasters off you, go right. for it, dude. You're going to stand up front. We'll shoot from behind you. I kind of have a feeling, though, that this guy was like, he was probably a dick to his gaming party at first. And he's like, I'm a, I'm a fucking Jedi. You guys aren't going to be able to kill anything, because I'm going to jump in there and just chop them all up with my lightsaber before you can shoot them. <laughs> so when he got his lightsaber taken away, they're like, oh, no, we, we, got, we got guns now. We don't, we don't need to go get a lightsaber. I mean, that's just one thing. The party's <laughs> that's, covered. That's possible, too. It also sounds to me like he didn't talk to his GM. If he went five sessions without his lightsaber, he couldn't have gone to the gym and be like, hey, I'm feeling really useless right now in the party Yeah, because I don't have my lightsaber. Is there any way we can work on that? I also think it's interesting, and, and I've, gone through this, I've gone through this with other characters, but just because of builds, not because of equipment, where you get super suicidal because you're useless. Mm-hmm. You know, like, I, I get that, but there's also another easy way to do it. Hey, GM. Am I going to get my lightsaber back? No. Can you kill my character real quick, and I'm gonna, just going to roll up a stormtrooper that turned to the other side? <laughs> like, Sure. Right. You know, like, like well, yes, Jedi are awesome, but if you're not having fun, right. go to something you'd have fun with. Right. Yeah, why does the character have to die? Why can't he just be like, I- I'm going to play a different character now? Right. You know, and he dies off screen. Yeah. Or he just, you know, I'm going to go find my lightsaber. You guys go. Mm-hmm. And then he know. ends up coming back evil with a lightsaber. Right. right, and then he's an NPC. Mm-hmm. Maybe he gets turned. That's the evil part. It was intimated. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what about what about hostile adventures when you're like the, when the party comes in and you got him in a spot where 
things turn bad. And, and they make bad decisions, and you're like, okay, this is a decision that's bad. And I'm thinking as a GM now. This is a decision they made that's bad enough, and they went into it knowingly. So there's going to be some like hard times ahead. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> How long... I mean, obviously, until it's no longer... You stop when it's no longer fun, but sometimes it's... When you're behind the screen, it's not always easy to know that. I mean, it is when you have like real good communication with the players. The players tell you, "Oh, by the way, we're really done with this. Mm-hmm. We're like thinking about not showing up." So maybe this, you know, stuck in the bottom of the trash compactor thing with you know sheer walls that we can't climb and no way out, and no one walks by when we're shouting. Uh, maybe we can stop this. <laughs> it's been four sessions. <laughs> you know, <clears throat> so, but as a player, I mean that you don't want cheap and easy victories, right? No, that's just as bad. Yes. As, so, for players, where is the balance for you? I mean, how much hard times do you want your character to have, and how much fun do you have when your character is having those hard times? As a player, as a play, as a player. Okay, as a player, well, <clears throat> I tend to get frustrated when I don't see any kind of forward motion. Okay, you know, like you might have this like big insurmountable goal, like that trash compactor with the sheer, wall, sheer walls, right? Mm-hmm. But as long as you end the session, I guess, like halfway up it, or with some kind of clear plan as how you're going to get out, that seems to be put into motion. Then I guess I'm okay. It's when you end the session. And you're like, I really don't know how we're going to do this, and not in a not in a fun kind of leveragey heist way, where you know you're going to come back next session and figure out what to do, and you're still kind of excited about the problem in front of you. Mm-hmm. It's uh, we really don't know how we're going to deal with this, and I think that's when it stops being fun. So I think that there's something that that you hit on, and there, there's two things I kind of wanted to address, and one of them is that light at the end of the tunnel. No matter how dim that light is, as long as the players can see that light, I think they're usually okay with it. The second part of it is leaving the, like what you would call like the cliffhanger, right? We don't know how we're going to get out. Fuck, we're in an unwinnable situation. Like, how are we going to do it? And there are a couple times that I've been in there where, like, I've stressed about it like the whole week, you know, when it was a weekly game. And I've been, like, I've you know, text messaging people or calling people trying, okay, what are we going to do, what are we going to do, what are we going to do? Occasionally, I think when done right, those drive a lot of outside gaming conversations, emotions, and stuff like that. So that when people come back to the table, they're like, okay, we still have no idea what we're doing, but we're ready to either figure it out or something like that. And a lot of times, those conversations include the GM. And so if the GM knows that the party doesn't think, like, there's, or there's something they missed, or there's something going on, the GM can either start the session by throwing out that little hint or throwing out that light at the end of the tunnel, or let them flounder for, you know, the first 15, 30 minutes, and then toss it out. Because at that point, having that excitement, that raised awareness, that, that raised, um, and it's almost an enticement. Of like, oh shit, like, I want to hurry up and get to the next week so we can play again, so I can figure out what the fuck happened, what's going on. Mm-hmm. I, I think, think as a GM, important. though, it's also really important when your players spend an entire week coming up with a solution, and they throw that in, 
let them progress at least a little bit. Like I said, if there's mm-hmm. no progress, I I recently played in a in a, a game <clears throat> where we had a goal and everything I tried, GM shut down immediately. Like, no, that won't work. And straight up said, no, that won't work. I was like, I need to go research this thing. You can't find anything about it. There's a giant ass library and it's the legend this entire town is based on, and there's no, nothing in the library. Nope. And then uh, I had, you know, there was another player, but everything the other player was doing was working really well. So it was just, it was super frustrating because nothing I did made us any progress. And then uh, it, it got to the point where I was, I was just done. Yeah. No, I can, I can definitely see that. There was, uh, it, thankfully that didn't happen to me, but there was one time where Gammon developed this huge puzzle, whole deal. I spent an entire week at home figuring it out. When we worked together, I saw him, and I'm like, dude, I got it. And he's like, I don't think we're ever playing that game again. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, oh, I was sad. But So you really don't like, you really don't like uh, Bruce and Casey's game? Is that what you're saying? Uh, I haven't played in that game for a long time. That's not the game I was talking about. (laughs) I don't want to out the GM of the game I'm currently talking about. Uh, but uh, not me. No, you just had one. No, because everything I did in your game succeeded. <laughs> it was stupid, but it succeeded. <laughs> All what right. happens when you have an orc cleric, and they're like, the humans want you to solve this problem for them. <laughs> All right. The the um. So any now from a GM's point of view, I mean what. I have a feeling that this guy, it's it, it sounds to me like either the GM really didn't want anyone to play a Jedi, and suddenly he got one. He's like, ah, I really didn't want anyone to play a Jedi. Maybe he even said something. Maybe he didn't. Maybe he just assumed everyone would make something else, or maybe he gave suggestions. Who knows? But it seems awfully strange to take, okay, I'm going to take your character and the, the build that your character is based on. I'm going to take this away, which is 50% of your effectiveness. Mm-hmm. I'm going to leave you with whatever's left. It. He doesn't even mention the other force power that he's got. But I wonder if uh, everything's bolted down, you can't move anything. Now it's too heavy. Or You can only move things in natural gravity. Or who knows? It, yeah. It, it, almost, it almost sounds like this player kind of got blocked a lot. I feel the exact opposite of that. Oh, really? That the GM didn't take any kind of character builds into account and just took their equipment. And when the rest of the party was able Mm -hmm. to get replacements for their equipment, suddenly getting their equipment back wasn't as much of a priority for the entire party. But because this one guy is so dependent on that piece of equipment, it ruined his game for him. Yeah. But his build was made, and the player was just super dependent on that equipment, so that when he lost that, he he had no solutions for anything because, well, I don't have my lightsaber. I can't do anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it, it, mm. it, it could be uh, symptomatic of player fixation. It's like, it was like in your old Eldemy game when that one player had the 20 pages of spells and went, well, I can't do anything. Right. You have a ton of options in front of you. You just have to think outside of your one thing that you were, you built your character to do. Figure something else out. You're being very vague this morning. I don't want to out people right now. I don't want to be like... You want another beer? <laughs> no. Sorry. Because oh, there aren't any more of these that are cold. Everything else in there is Sam Adams. 
There's more beer outside if you want to bring more in. Yeah, but it's all warm and it won't be cold before oh, the well. buzz from this one wears off. <laughs> I won't be able to maintain. All right. I won't get to that state I was like the last time we recorded and everyone was like, oh my God, drunk Tyler is best Tyler. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember what the hell I drank that time. I don't remember. I'm sure it was cider. It, no, it was the... Somebody left. A, gave you a bottle of something. It was like clove and what? It was some weird. You're such a bitch. No, it was something weird, and it had a really high alcohol volume. It was like nine percent. All right, Stephen, tell me more. Hey, at least I didn't throw up in the backyard. On Bill. <laughs> did he actually throw up on Bill? No, no, oh. that, no. That's we're yeah, yeah. He did. Yes, he did. One hundred percent, he did. Damn. Totally. Yeah, well, on his shoes weight. and his pants. Um, I just want to mention for those of you who listen to this show and don't subscribe to the actual play, we just started the um, um, fifth edition D and D actual play. The first episode's up. We're playing weekly right now. I don't know if that will continue, but I hope it does. I would it's like. It's been a it long too. time since I've been in a weekly game. I know, and it's a it's a good night to do it because no one does anything right. on Monday nights for the most part. So, except for real men that watch football. What? Yeah. <laughs> so, but we had the first session, and uh, it's up. If you go to happyjacks.org, it'll be there. It'll be right under where this one is. Um. And. That someone in the chat room, chat room just said that horror story link enrages me. What horror story link? Was there a horror story link? Yeah, well, I mean, there's a couple of horror stories. But they don't, they don't see any of this yet. Oh, that's true. <laughs> um, was there on on the website? Was there a or on the forums? Was there what? a horror story? I don't know. Don't know. I don't remember. I'll die now. All right. Uh, so does, does the chat room say anything about any of these questions? Or sounds like the GM doesn't know how to handle having a Jedi. How uh, many of us really do, though? Exactly. Um, uh, then they're trying to figure out why the sound went away. I pulled it stupid and I closed the the uh, what should I call it? The the hangout. The browser window that had the hangout in it. Mm-hmm. It just like went... Poof. I'm like, why the fuck did I just do that? You're really off your Saturday morning game, dude. I'm off, I, I know, I need to... Oh, they're talking about a Reddit thing. Oh, oh I wonder if it's the one I think it is. It, it's uh, the absolute yes. worst session I ever it had. It was somebody... She was... It was... Uh, they were playing 3.5, and it was... It's a woman mm-hmm. who goes... Joins this gaming group, and... Uh, like, right off, the GM hits her with a curse... So she can only talk with a valley girl accent. That's pretty awesome. And the other players are like making fun of her for it. She's mm-hmm. like, they get into a combat, and she's like, "Oh, I backstabbed the guy." And the GM goes, "You can't do that. You're not behind him." And she goes, "No, he's flat-footed, so I get, I get my sneak, my, my yeah, sneak yeah. attack." And he goes, "No, no, we don't do that." And they all like accuse her of being a rules lawyer at that point for knowing the rules of the system. Wow. Um, and then uh, she was rolling like shit. So another player at one point, right before she attacked, grabbed her die and rolled it. And then the other players said, no, he's going to roll all your dice for you tonight. Wow. <laughs> and then, wow. yeah. And then her character gets killed because she doesn't give a fuck. She's at this point accepted that she's not coming back. Mm-hmm. And she's upset as she's leaving. They're like, oh, no, it's okay, honey. Characters die. <laughs> and she's like, this was the least fun I've ever had gaming. 
Yeah, it's a fucked up horror story. And then, uh, like, the first comment was, please don't hate 3.5 because of this. <laughs> <laughs> there are so many better reasons to hate 3.5 than that poop. <laughs> but, yeah, it was, like, it was a really, like... Uh, watching that, as it, uh, reading that story, I was like, uh, why the fuck did you stay so long? Well, like, look, sometimes you're just in a whirlpool, and you just don't know. <laughs> right? You just, you just go you down look around, the train. You think, you you think you're in a jacuzzi, and you're actually in the toilet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> don't even, it, yeah. It's like, wait a minute. Don't that brown stuff is shit. But like, yeah, the other players just, was, were assholes. Yeah. And I, my first thought was, why, why did you stay as long as you did? To get the horror story. Right, I guess. It's worth it. Some people like culmination. Just wrapped it up in a nice little bow, character's dead, I'm out. <laughs> so Maybe she knew someone at the game. There's probably more to this. I actually was going to I was gonna print that out to table. talk about it on this episode. <laughs> that's, but, that's gaming horror story. But you didn't. But I didn't. Cool. Because I saw these emails and I was like, oh, there's some horror stories in there. We don't need yeah. another one. Okay. Oh, we get plenty. There's apparently a lot of terrible gaming groups out there. Question for on GURPS from Sam. Hello, Happy Jack's crew. I have a quick question that may have a long answer. I tr- I'm trying to justify buying GURPS since I already own Hero. Oh, and the Hero. I own, I already the, own hero. The, the GURPS since I already own the Hero. My question is, what are the differences between GURPS and Hero System? Thank you, thank you all for a great show. Sam. Chris, um, you're well versed in both. I am as a as a hippie gamer. <laughs> I am well versed in both GURPS and Hero. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You um, can't even spell GURPS. <laughs> Awkward. G E R P S. Yes. It's all kanji and hiragana. <laughs> <laughs> then it would be what? Garpsit. <laughs> <laughs> I think. Um, Speaking as a hero, uh, as a as a someone who's familiar with hero and a GURPS fan, GURPS is more playable. Um, hero is. As somebody who's not really familiar with either system, GURPS is more playable. Um, uh, hero is more toolkitty. It's more about here is the meta system you need to build all of the stuff you're going to make for your game. Whereas GURPS says, "Here's all the stuff you need for your game." Now that has a problem with it because you can run it, anything you want in Hero. All of the other supplements that come from, from Hero are all stuff that people made from the first two books. From the core books. It's uh, monsters, or you know, the bestiary, or bad guys, or villains, or whatever. All the other books they have out, it's all stuff that people sat down and created with the system in Volumes 1 and 2. Hmm. Whereas with GURPS... They don't really give you a lot of the meta system behind it. What they give you is, here's the stuff. There's a lot of it in the the first two books. Not everything that you're going to need for any campaign. So, if you decide you want to run an Old West game, and you want it to be super realistic, you're going to have to maybe go out and get... um, I think it's high-tech. is the one that when they start to bring in revolvers and stuff mm-hmm. like that and uh so, so you can have like all of the 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 old west era handguns if everyone wants to have their own because they all have different stats because it's groups mm-hmm. uh, as far as the i think the playability is probably the biggest thing uh if you like one you probably will like both um i think but uh, i don't know if you really like hero and you're enjoying it you don't have to. I mean, they're they're similar in in some ways, and they're I don't know. 
that's, a, that's kind of a hard question. There's a lot. There's a, a lot of ways in which they're similar, and there's a lot of ways in which they're different. And it really depends on what on your preferences and what you like. And if you're a big hero fan, you probably will like GURPS because people who play one tend to play the other, generally speaking. But I'm not going to tell you to go out and buy it. Well, I mean, if you're looking to justify it already, then I think you that kind of answers yeah. it. Yeah. You, you need a reason to go buy GURPS? It's another game book, and you don't own it. Go buy it. <laughs> That's right. There's a, you've got two inches of empty space on your bookshelf. What the fuck? Well, the reason to go buy GURPS is Steve Jackson told Stork to fuck off. He did. <laughs> did he You're actually right. say fuck off? No. No. Oh. He intimated it. There's a lot of intimating. <laughs> you did say that was a stupid question. Yeah. Yes. But um, characters are simpler, I think, in GURPS. I mean, we're talking about differences between the two systems. Um, you've only got four stats in GURPS, and you've got, I don't, I don't know what, like 12 or eight, nine or something like that in Hero. Um, you have an encyclopedia full of skills in GURPS, whereas you really don't have that many in Hero. It's a smaller skill base. Uh, powers in Hero are a lot more customizable than they are in GURPS. Oh, I think that's probably about well, the major. I mean, the gameplay is faster in GURPS because you're mm-hmm. you're using one second turns and everyone gets a turn. You don't have that sort of proportional turn system mm-hmm. that that Hero uses, if that matters. I mean, assuming not uh, not everything has the same speed. A difference in player knowledge in Hero is a huge is is much worse than a difference in player knowledge in GURPS. Yes, I would agree with that. Because yeah. a player who knows Hero really well will just destroy somebody who doesn't know Hero very well at all. Correct. Mm-hmm. Whereas GURPS, it's about the same. Yeah, because it's it, it, GURPS. Everything about. is really, for the most part, everything is skills based. Mm-hmm. Yeah, usually. Um, I, I've never really played GURPS with much powers. I mean, they they exist, but I've never really used used that part of the system. So, well, I think can't that's, really speak to it. that's. I mean, I think that's a good point. Is is you're you're running Hero now. You own Hero now. What kind of game are you looking for? Like, mm-hmm. if you want to go more street level, go GURPS. Yeah, I mean, while it can do, while it can Hero scale absolutely high, can, but but Hero can absolutely do a street level game. You just got to have it make sure everything has killing damage rather than than regular damage, yeah. and then boom, it's scary just, game. I think the difference to me is Hero feels more clunky than GURPS. Like as far as I would like agree with that combat, like yeah. the OCV, the DCV, the mm-hmm. you know F a lot of fucking numbers, and add this and uh, add eleven to it, and multiply this number, and that gives yeah. you that number, and then whereas in in in, in GURPS, it's like okay, you, here's your skill, and all of that is about not metagaming the DCV of the person you're trying to attack. In Correct, Euro, right? Yeah. It's which is one of the reasons I know you hate the fact that GURPS has a defense role. But one of I the only reasons. hate it because it screwed me over that one time. <laughs> That's why I hate it. Because I wanted to punch Eric and I couldn't. I know. That's why uh, I hated he, it. <laughs> he was too fast. See that that the OCV DCV thing kind of takes care of that mechanic because mm-hmm. you're you know you're trying to hit because it makes basically that's the your the your your target number is the DCV kind of through this mathematical formula. But in GURPS, if I'm going to try to shoot you with a gun, I'm going to roll and it and it, I'm either gonna. Roll well enough to hit you, or I'm not. And that de- is dependent on me, mm-hmm. not on you. And then it's dependent on you whether or not you get an active defense and what kind of active defense you have. So, and and, th- and there are players who have a preference about that defense roll thing. And there's, and there's not very many game systems out there that have that anymore. Mm-hmm. There used to be a few back in the day, but I 
Can't think of one. Not anymore. So, there you go. Is that kind of the illusion of control, then? Because I know some people, kind of, yeah. you know, they're like, for whatever reason, they like certain systems because it gives them, I don't know, their ability to roll dice and say, ha, I dodged, and, you know, even though it's still a random number, rolling that die still makes people feel like, I'm in control of that. I think so. I think shot. that's why. I mean, because active defenses generally are going to be fairly low numbers. You're going to be like looking through like a 7 through 8, maybe a 9 for a good character, and you're rolling 3d6, rolling under that. So you're talking about a 35, 40% chance of success anytime you get one. But it's that one little, it's that last chance, right. you know. Um, and players tend to like active defense rolls mm-hmm. when they're being attacked. And they hate it when they're attacking. When they're attacking somebody. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And I mean, it would be interesting to to see if there would be a way to sort of modify the system in such a way where you could take the act, <laughs> the, the, someone, a, a bad guy's active defense, and turn that into a modifier. To say you're going to make that roll, but you're going to make it at neg two. And if you do, then if you make it, then he, he missed his defense as well. We'll say, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, yeah. I don't think that with that bell curve and the way the probabilities work, I don't think there's. It's it's not. It's never going to be as. It's not going to have this. It's, the numbers aren't going to fall out the same they would they would if you were rolling both numbers. Yeah, yeah, so, yeah, yeah. But um, so there you go. Thank you. And if you enjoy if you enjoy Hero, you'll probably enjoy GURPS. But they are different. So. And if you pick up GURPS, if you do end up picking GURPS and you try it out, let us know. Yeah. Let us know what happened. Absolutely. Yeah. Tell me if you hate it or not. Christmas gifts for gaming groups from Moonday. Who would like to read Moonday's? Um. This just came. I can do it. All right. Hey, guys and gals. I I have a quick question for you. Tyler, Tyler, Robin's reading so I can play the soundboard. Hold on. Good. Good. Cool story, bro. (laughs) Uh, I I have a quick question for you. Do you have any recommendations on Christmas gifts for your gaming groups? Uh, No, because I don't like my gaming groups. Uh, It's most of the people in this room. Um, For Halloween... (laughs) For Halloween, I did a trick-or-treat grab bag with dice sets and tickets that they could turn in to add a bonus to any one die roll of their choosing. I'm stumped on what to do for this holiday. Thanks, Moonday. Um, soap. Well, no, 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 like, because this is this is a this is a this seems to be like a I enjoy your company come over, which I'm going to assume that people already wash. Like, if, if it's, like, a home uh, group. Yeah, okay. Yeah. It's a home gaming group. Yeah. Uh, well, so it might still be appropriate, but Christmas gifts for your gaming group. So, so I first of all, I love the trick-or-treat grab bag. With the That's dice a great idea. And stuff like that. That's mm-hmm. actually, it's actually adorable. Um, but the the one idea that I had just, just quickly skimming these three lines was it doesn't necessarily have to be a gift. If you've already given them a gift around Halloween or something like that, maybe... If your game allows for it, like so, for instance, if you're doing like a medieval game or something like that, you can host a winter solstice meal as part of the game. Oh. So like you cook, you like make hot toddies, you cook like like sort of like a Christmas feast, and you 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 know you put out the. Look the at you getting all racial ray on the game. You don't know who that is. Do I do actually. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Appreciate it. Um. Uh. And so I much prefer the older chick. What's her name? Why am I blanking on it? Martha Stewart, because she got arrested for like for like um, she stock served fraud. her time. Right. No. Did you see the episode where she uh, she made brownies with uh, Snoop Dogg? 
Yeah. <laughs> There's a picture going on the internet of the two of them. It says one of these two people is a felon. Yes, yes, that's fantastic. Did he slip anything in him? Well, he, uh... Whoa, 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 be a Rob. What the fuck happened? What did you do? There should be a towel in there. He leaned forward to try to stop the computer from falling and knock his beard over. There's, yeah, there should be one hanging on the hanger. Oh, but it's that's so hilarious. <laughs> no, he didn't, because they were on live television. But uh, she did ask, she's like, she's like, so what would you add to these? And, he, and he's like, because <laughs> he's Snoop Dogg. And she goes, what's so funny? He goes, no sticks, no seeds, no stands. <laughs> it's like... That was set up. It, it had was. to have been. Actually, yeah. actually, I used to work with the uh, the person that was uh, Martha Stewart's PR manager. Yeah. Yeah, before she got arrested. <laughs> <laughs> There's your fucking towel. It's okay. Don't worry about it. Fucking a. It'll be I, fine. I was on a roll, too. <laughs> you were on a roll. <laughs> All right, you guys come up with gift one. <laughs> <laughs> He's off his game now. All right. Yo, the beer. Yeah, I almost knocked over a table. That's what happened when I went... For those of you listening at home, um, God, I, I, I can't think of it. That is actually a really good idea, though. The feast that Ron yeah, like it with, is, um, and it's not dice, which is the only thing I can think of. Um, maybe do a Secret Santa thing with your game, your group. Hey, voice the responsibility off on your player. Exactly. Have each of them buy a gift for somebody else, <laughs> <laughs> or um, give them an item. Like depending on your your system, whatever you're running, do do a, a Christmas themed game where they all get a present. Oh, they have to save Santa Claus. Yes. <laughs> well, so I mean, like Dave's talked about this a lot, but he used to have the Christmas themed game where he had the ogre Santar Clark. Right, right. And he would pull out random shit, like a picture of David Hasselhoff or like right. a dead wizard and shit like that, and and that was a lot of fun. But we never really got anything. Just the joy of seeing Dave laugh and his bowl full of jelly <laughs> wiggle <laughs> that way. Um, but I think I think I like the idea of like the the secret center or something like that. But maybe you do stuff that's like ancillary to the game. So dice are obviously something that everybody uses. But like notepads, and maybe that's a hint that oh, you should you fucking take notes during my game, <laughs> assholes. Um, <laughs> or or like uh, I had one guy give me a mini, mm-hmm. like oh. a mini that looked like my character. You know, if if we didn't have one already, or maybe like an alt dress or something like that you know like and i was like oh that's really cool because it's personalized to this specific character to this game right something like that or maybe if if you know somebody that knows how to draw yeah you have somebody like character portraits Mm -hmm. yeah or or you know like over time your character sheet just gets all fucked up with the scribblings and stuff like that maybe if you're the gm and you hold all the character sheets you just reprint them like super nice with like a little bit of gilding not Litter? gelding because that's where they cut off the balls of the horse <laughs> but like you know like that's you just actually the horse that has the balls cut off of it is the gelding. is the gelding yes so do you geld someone i don't know i don't know if it's a verb would you like to try tyler isn't that also the the uh the hanukkah christmas chocolate coins geld isn't that also know. that's called i don't know I don't know. I just defended. It's not like we people. have the internet here right, right now. Did you say Hanukkah Christmas coins? Yeah. Did I say Hanukkah Christmas coins? <laughs> you did. Give me another beer, Rob. <laughs> <laughs> Hanukkah chocolate coins. That's what I meant. It was a C H word. Right. 
Well, sure. it's funny because I understood you and I saw nothing wrong with what you said. Because <laughs> we're not Jewish. They're probably all offended now. Meh. I'm sorry. What? Gelt. Is this they're empty? called gelt. Oh, Why gelt. are you giving me this? Give, eat the jerky. There's nothing in there. Oh. It's called. They're called gelt. gelt. Yeah. Close. You can get them chocolate coins. That's not a bad yeah. idea. That's actually a really good idea. That day, all the loot is done with chocolate coins. There you go. Nice. That's chocolate coins and ring pops? Chocolate yes. Coins and ring, ring pops. pops. Ring pop plus one, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. You, right. Have to, you, have to, you have to eat it, and once it's gone, the ring has no more charges left. But then, but then why would you want to eat it? We have to, because then you would never eat it, and you would always have it. Uh-huh. What if it's like a ring of invisibility? You have to take off your clothes every time you use it. <laughs> do you really want that to happen with yes. your gaming groups? Yes, no, 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 no. Don't worry about it. The guard's blind. It's fine. <laughs> you walk right past him. <laughs> that would be amazing. <laughs> I roleplay everything. <laughs> I am white paper. I am a blank sheet. <laughs> white, white paper, was that your prison nickname? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, help with my Pathfinder game from Daniel. I'll read this one. All right, thank you, Moonday. Daniel here from Fort Worth, Texas, wishing a happy Halloween to the Happy Jacks crew in the chat room. <laughs> happy Halloween to you too. Happy Halloween. <laughs> How's that for a chopper? <laughs> <laughs> so hopefully this information gets to you in time, Daniel. <laughs> it won't. I sorry. I'm currently running a weekly two-hour Pathfinder game, so if you send this to us at Halloween, he's probably had like six sessions now. Yes. Maybe. Since this yeah. email. I'm running a weekly two-hour Pathfinder game at my local game shop. The purpose of this game is to introduce new people to Pathfinder and the RPG hobby in general. As you can expect, I get a wide group of players every week. It's a revolving door of people who walk into the shop and are interested in learning. Most of those players are awesome. They're very excited to learn and are quick to try something new. I deal out pre-generated characters and walk them through the basics of their character sheet. It's a blast to run for these people, even if there's 10 to 12 of them. My problem is with a small group of recurring players. They seem to be under the impression that this, is, that this game is for them, and they get very irritated when new players walk in on their game. Mm. It also doesn't help that they are all problem players. <laughs> One guy, let's call him Munchkin, uses the, the game as an excuse to try out, their new, out new min-max character builds. He loves to lecture other players on how they should play and tries to bully other players when things don't go his way. I'm pretty quick to stop the bullying by firmly stating, we don't play that way. Stop touching me. That's not your purse. What? Sorry, it's a, it's a King of the Hill joke. Bobby, Bobby uh, from King of the Hill, like the, the little kid, was yeah. in a self-defense, uh, self-defense class uh. to fight a bully, but it was all for women. So, so whenever the bully came up to him, he's like, that's my purse. I don't know you. And then like started like beating the shit out of the bully. (laughs) (laughs) Another kid, let's call him grandma's boy, tries to cheat the die roll, die rolls at every toss. Munchkin regularly ridicules him for this. I try my best to make it clear that the dice aren't going to kill him. And that failure really just adds color and drama to the story. Grandma's boy also gets despondent whenever he's not in the spotlight. The third person, let's call him... See, I wanted to say Conan. Mm-hmm. He could, Conan. Be, he could be very he tall. He could be Conan. And he could be a redhead. Let's call him Conan. Is a very take-charge aggressive player. 
Conan really likes to be descriptive and throws himself into the action, which is great, but he also doesn't know when to take a step back and let the other players play. I would love to hear about your advice on how to deal with these players, as well as generally how to run games for new players. Thanks again for the show. You are all my heroes, and the chat room makes a great sidekick. That was Daniel. Well, <coughs> for Munchkin, uh, simple. Uh, no, you have to use a pregen if you're going to play in this game. Well, that's what I was wondering, because they said that he deals out new pregens every yeah. game. And I, or He didn't say every game, but he deals out new pregens, and I'm wondering, well, if this is an introductory game, well then, hey, presto, new pregen every time you play. Yeah. Right. How, how, and it, I don't, maybe it's not first level characters. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. I mean, if, if it's an intro game, don't you usually keep, want to keep it simple and it, wouldn't it be a low level? And how much yeah. of a, How much of a munch can you build can you have at first level, really? Well, right. I mean, he could be testing out, he could be testing out, like, the numbers and, and right. the little things like that. And actually, you know what? Like, I don't, I don't necessarily have the problem with him trying out the new min-max builds. The problem is with the bullying game. the other players. The, yeah, the problem is, right. is, is, is doing that, which deserves <coughs> just, just you have a stick... And yeah, you hit tell him, him hey, with it. We don't right. play that way, and if it if it keeps coming up, you can get the fuck out. Right, you're out of here. Yeah, yeah. Sounds like he's got that kind of under control. Yeah. yeah. Um, the min maxing, whatever. Let him, let him, let him play a character. Yeah, let him try it. You know, like and look, like if he has, if he has good ideas of ways to build characters and stuff like that, maybe he helps you with some of the pregens. Like, maybe involve him that way, and then if he goes, like, a super hardcore min-max, you, you say, no, 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 here's what I'm looking for for the pregens of just basic to give people the flavor, why don't you create a bunch of those and, you know, use one of them for yourself, or something like that. Like, basically, you... you what Harness you that power that he has. Exactly. Yeah. Focus it. And and I think the same thing applies to all three of these guys. Like, if they're regular players... Is that going to make him worse as a, as a telling other people what to do, though? Um, well, if he makes the characters, I think it would. If you, if you establish it outright and just say, look, if write down in the description, you know, things that may help the new player because you, you don't talk to them about it or yeah. you talk to them about it after the game, not during the game. Like, just, just, say, just set ground rules. Don't right. help unless they ask for it. Exactly. Let that guy know. Let them figure it out for themselves. If they ask for help, then you can offer it up. Yeah. But if if they don't ask for your advice, don't give it to them. Nobody wants that. Yeah. yeah. Either way, I think you have to establish that. Yeah. Yeah. Straight up, don't tell these people how to play unless they actually ask for it. But I do like the idea of having him build the pregen since he obviously wants to try out a bunch of new characters. Sure. Yeah, that's a, that's a great idea. Um, Grandma's boy who cheats the die rolls. Uh, grandma's boy who cheats the die rolls um, The kid's a fuck If he cheats his dice, cheat yours <laughs> Against him <laughs> Oh, you hit for 20 hit points? Great, he's got 80 Oh, you hit Oh, sorry, I meant 800 Just to add zeros Cheat your die rolls against him <laughs> I, 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 I struggle with this one Because Like, there's no Reason Ever to cheat your die roll. No. Like, period. That's... Well, clearly it's a player that thinks losing a... failing a die roll is losing the game, so he won't... he will cheat to make sure he wins the game. Or he thinks his character's gonna die because he says, make it clear that the dice aren't gonna kill him and that failure really just adds color and drama to the story. Well, so... so I wonder... I wonder if... if this is a case where you can institute the... 
well, if he fails, or or you know, just just a situation where he does fail, okay, what happens? Like you put the onus on him mm-hmm, to make mm-hmm. him realize that failure isn't the end all be all, or or maybe telling stories around the group, saying you know, like or if somebody if somebody else fails, ask them, okay, you know, how do you fail, and and get get the general group consensus of failure is not a bad thing. Let me tell you a couple stories about awesome failures that you know made the group have a good time, and you interject those stories into the conversation on a fairly consistent basis if you have them, and and slowly change that mindset to it's not winning or losing. Also, you pull this kid aside and you say, if I see you cheat your dice one more time, you're out of my game. Period. Yeah. I would I would say you get to use this <clears throat> dice tower and you don't touch your dice until I confirm your number. Yeah. Yeah, right. for the cheating, yeah. For, for the the, uh, the feeler of failure, you could just play redacted, and then you get an XP point every time you fail. What's redacted? <laughs> What's redacted? You actually want me to say it? Yeah, go ahead. Dungeon World. That's fine. <laughs> when Wednesday night, it moved. Go ahead. <laughs> What's Dungeon World? Uh, the game we played with you two when I was sick as a dog, that gateway. You played in it. Didn't we kill you? I'm sure in I died. Game? Like Try. a giant slug or something like that ate me or something. I don't remember. I don't know, dude. It was a haze of... It was fun. ...beer and trying not to catch the plague from fucking Captain Wonderful who was sitting <laughs> in my room. <laughs> Trust me, I didn't want to have the plague either. <laughs> um, the, the, one, the, one that I, the one that I actually hate about this kid... I mean, well, the, the dice, the cheating the dice roll, just, you deserve a punch in the face. But the despondent, whenever he's not in the spotlight, right? Look, that's where that's where you have the conversation. And be like, look, this is for other people. Like this game, I want you to come and I want you to have fun. But it's primarily to teach other people. If you can't handle that, and if you can't handle the spotlight being on them, bye bye. Yeah. Later. Right. Later, dude. But secondly, I think it's also a way that if if he's trying to hog the spotlight as the GM, you can say to a newer player. Try to include them into that spotlight. Oh, that I'm was going to be my advice for Conan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, the, I think it also works. Yeah, it does. But it's yeah. If if he gets sad when he's not the star of the the game, great. Whenever you're the star, make sure you're including other people. Or force that inclusion, but also know that as the star of the game, you're putting your target on yourself. And there's a higher likelihood right. that you're going to get the dead. <laughs> All right, players, this is what a death-saving throw looks like. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it wasn't a 20. Sorry, lol. <laughs> uh, I was yeah, thinking Conan. That. Oh, so go ahead. No, I was thinking that, yeah, with uh, if he gets the spawn when he's not in the spotlight, then in addition to bringing other people in, then maybe as a GM you have to, you know, outside of the game say, look, this is a teaching game. You can't be in the spotlight all the time. I'm sorry, that's just how things work. And you have to share the spotlight. Right. And then maybe, yeah, some kind of, I don't know, incentive where, great, okay, I'll, you know, whenever you're in the spotlight, try and drag someone else in. Mm-hmm. And then, I mean, I don't know if you want to say that that'll give him more spotlight time because maybe he doesn't want it. But then, yeah, the the Conan player yeah. who doesn't know when to take a step back, kind of the same thing. It's like... Include other people with it. Right. Like, this can't <coughs> only be about you. So So the Conan guy, I'd immediately give a sidekick every game. Yep. I'd immediately give a partner. Like, this is your buddy. Every game. Yep. Boom. Mm-hmm. If, you guys if he's there every hit. time, every time you play a game and he's there, you're going to take those two new players under your wing. Yep. You need to help them love the game. Also, you could run a game for these three and just make it the worst game ever and they'll never play again. Well, so that's what <laughs> I, I was... 
I was thinking that, but in a less punitive asshole way. way. <laughs> punitive. Um, the um, but I think that I mean, like, look, if there's if there's an interest for these guys, maybe you set it up. If it's if you're running a two-hour introductory game, you set up something an hour beforehand. They play for an hour, get all the bullshit out of their system, and then hey, if you guys want to come and help me. And right. be my, you know, be my assistants, not necessarily co-GMs, but, like, be my, my marks in the crowd. I would love it. But other than that... Yeah, if, you're, if the if purpose you're of your game is to introduce new people to the game, they're not new anymore. Yeah, right. even though they're... Tell them they need bad. to move on and find an advanced game to play in. Yeah, have, like, a full ceremony where you give them, right. like, <laughs> a robe and be like, you're free now, you may go. And, like, dim the lights and, like, have a pentagram. Sure. Sure. We'll get them the run. Okay. Um, uh, gaming locations from Anthony. That's Is from that one. The foreigner. Oh, that's for you? I guess so. That's for you. Gaming locations from Anthony. Hey, Stu and whatever other douche bagleys or douche baguettes are present. Anthony from England here with a short version of what I wrote far too many pages about once before. Will say, though, I've been working through the backlog, and I'm only six episodes away from catching up. From all the way from episode zero. Oh, very nice. Great show, and I have improved, and oh, and has improved not only my own storytelling, but also sparked dialogue with a lot of the gamers I know. Anyway. You have a soundboard for that. Oh, sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway. Oh, Oh, don't. No. No. (laughs) No. No. That's pretty close to your heart, isn't it? Oh. Coordinate! Well, I didn't even understand what that was. I said coordinate. Oh. Sodium carbonate! <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, onward. Sorry. How important is it to match the physical setting where the players are to the type of game? Oh, how important is a table? How important is lighting? Ah. Mood okay. music, good or bad? Do you have background props, not directly to directly related to the game plot, but they're just to give the mood? The okay. mood. For my part, I've found certain games work really well in a relaxed atmosphere where tactical combat or tense negotiations work best with a table. Any thoughts on what works best for what, or any experiences or experiments you have tried in your games? Well, all of your games are like, there's like a lava lamp and beanbag chairs everywhere, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, just, and a cloud that never disappears. Little, little b- bundles of burning sage. Yeah. <laughs> no stems. No leaves. <laughs> no sticks, no stems, no seeds. Now, actually, that stuff will get you put you away in Japan. Oh, really? really? Yeah, yeah. So... Yeah, no. Like, so, like, so hard, like hard time? Yeah. Put away? Or hard, or put away like... <laughs> no, hard time put away. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Wow. Like, I, somebody, like it's really strong. Somebody <laughs> needs to clip that from the YouTube video <laughs> <laughs> and create that picture, please, of Stu going, or whatever the fuck just happened. I think we need to get a picture of Stu going at the cameras as they fall. <laughs> Put it on a T-shirt. So well, get on that fray. Put it on a T-shirt. So, so Chris, since you since you haven't been able to fully release your mind in Japan, are you excited to be five steps away from Venice Beach? I hadn't thought about that, but yeah, I guess so. <laughs> <clears throat> that oddly was not one of the ru- no. That oddly wasn't one of the rules that my wife gave me when I came over. 
<laughs> First one was no McDonald's. Second one what? was no hamburgers. Third was don't that's carry any gun-shaped objects. <laughs> because the U.S. is very dangerous. That, that's why I would have grabbed my crotch and been like, what about this one? What? <laughs> 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 I am amazed you have a wife and child, Rob. And one on the way! <laughs> I've had sex at one. least twice. <laughs> <laughs> Confirmed. Uh... Not oh, unless you're walking around with paternity test results. <laughs> 23 and me. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, Spitting a little tube. He was too young to spit. I tried. Um, <laughs> the, the, no hamburgers. Uh, yeah, what? I'm going to break that. What, about, would, what so about In-N-Out Burger? I haven't had that yet. It's Ever? delicious. You're, you're Ever in Santa Monica. Go go hit up Umami Burger. Well, oh, umami, there's, one, there's one down here, too. Umami's yeah. high-end, if you like a great, dirty burger, like is a Hanano Grill right at the end of Washington, okay. right by the Venice Boardwalk. It's it's literally, it's a bar. It's cash only. Dirty burger. But it's it's they've got a flat-top grill, and it's the best cheeseburger in Los Angeles. <laughs> that sounds like something you pay a really cheap prostitute for. You a flat-top flat grill? Here's, yeah. No, a dirty <laughs> burger. <laughs> Here's ten bucks. Give me a dirty burger, <laughs> dude. Ten bucks. So much more expensive in Europe. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Here's ten euro. <laughs> right. That's like seventy bucks now, right? <laughs> Pretty much. Oh, that's what. Again. <laughs> Sorry. So I've run and played games in a variety of settings that really helped fix the mood for a game. One of the best was a one-off horror game played in a half-lit attic. Oh, this I read oh, this earlier. Cool. It sounds amazing. The storyteller had a tape deck, aging myself, I know, that played random noises every now and then, but the best part was that a... Oh, was that a sheet that was concealing half the room. We sat down and the storyteller got up, told us not to turn around, and then came back with the sheet removed. The rule was, if you looked back, your character died. That's fucking amazing. <laughs> That's pretty rad. <laughs> if you turn your head more than 90 degrees, you're dead. It turned out, all there was back there were some sheets and food, and as our guys got killed off one by one, we got up, walked behind the other players, and sat down, enjoying the rest of the game. Those still sitting got really tense, wondering exactly what was behind them, <laughs> especially as we got down to three, then the final two players. Anyway, that's enough for now. Till next time, have a drink and cheers from the UK. Anthony, a.k.a. Ecrodorius. Ecrodorius! P.S. Don't know if you can get them there, but have you heard of Witchwood Brewery? They do fantastically... Oh, fantasy-themed brews, and I really recommend the Hobgoblin, my personal favorite. Their t-shirts are quite good as well. You can get it at BevMo out here. I've seen it. They have it? Oh, Witchwood? Witchwood? Yeah. Witchwood? I'm sure there's a stork joke in there. I just can't. Oh, I can't do it fast yeah. enough. Witchwood that wood! Hey! <laughs> hey! <laughs> that was a little more Andrew oh, Dice Clay than Stork. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, location. Locations. The only thing, I just put up a map and some pictures. That's all I do. I'm, I'm in the same pl- place because I always record. Mm-hmm. So, I'm always in the same room. It's not the same thing, but the um, have you guys ever played the Arkham Horror board game? Yep. Fantasy mm-hmm. Flight? Yeah. Fantasy Flight. Okay. Um, we had an idea to do that. Uh, sounds kind of gay now. With uh, <coughs> candlelight or flashlights, kind of in costume, because it's kind of a horror game, and that's hard to you have to read. Much? Well, that was kind of the point. Is that you know not being really able to see what's going on mm-hmm. would kind of lend to the horror. Um, the only other thing I've done is uh, had. Uh, funk music playing 
when we played like a space opera black exploitation game. That's cool. I thought the funk music would come in during like the the haze and the cloud and the bean bag, <laughs> <and> the, <laughs> the lava lamp. The there's a there's a website and I'm awful because I can't remember the name of it now. Where it's basically uh, a guy puts together like composes music that is specifically for game backgrounds. Yes. You're talking, yes. About, you're talking about Wes Otis? I have no idea. I don't the, know. The, the guy, he does a bunch of Kickstarters of, of specific music for... Maybe. But he's got, a, he's got a site where it's just, it streams. You can stream it. Oh, really? I don't know if that's cool. his. I'll find it and I'll post yeah. it in the forums later today. There was, there was one group I played in where we played at a guy's house and it was just like a normal table and stuff like that, but he had the constant like sort of tavern music, battle music, stuff mm-hmm. like that. He wasn't even the GM, it was just his house that we happened to play at, and he was totally obsessed with it. And and it, it was kind of cool because it sort of faded into the background, um, but as you paid attention, like if you walk into a tavern and you hear like the sounds up for that second, and you hear that busy clinking of glass and stuff like that, it just sets a different scene because when I, for some reason, when I think tavern, I think like two or three old dudes at a bar, like almost like a dive bar, right? as mm-hmm. opposed to like a busy, a active busy. beer hall. Um, Deadlands Reloaded, I think their cut, their collector's edition came with a CD that was like tab- uh, bar music, and it was like a, a piano, uh, clinking of glasses, there was like mm-hmm. a poker game going on, it was like graveyard music, and like it was sound effects and music that mm-hmm. was, you know, ambience music. Yeah, that's really, really cool. I mm-hmm. like that. I like that. Um... I think music is the easiest way to set the mood because it's well yeah. with all the technology now it's portable yeah. and it's easy to take around. So yeah. lighting can be tough, if, especially if you're playing like a real stat heavy game. Like you need to see your sheet. Yeah. Um, but but it, props, I think like props are very subtle and a very easy way. I mean, you've had multiple shows at this point. I think about props <laughs> and you've used a lot of them and stuff like that. But you know, like like I think that there's sometimes the props are like a distraction, like the the it doesn't it doesn't set the mood necessarily like the newspaper for instance from what i've heard didn't set the mood just had everybody crowd around it and yeah. try to figure things out so yes <clears throat> and then they ended up going after a fucking bear because there was a story about a bear attack yeah <laughs> you run a bang up <coughs> bang up game there <laughs> but uh oh but, sorry when we were on a fourth running fourth edition which i have actually played mm-hmm. um the GM, uh, Chris from Kobe, he had a pretty cool prop that was just this, like, I don't know, arm length length of clear plastic rod, and we couldn't figure out what the hell it was for. And eventually we figured out, oh, hey, if you put it over a piece of paper, it actually works as a magnifying glass. Oh, okay. And the thing had been, you know, this kind of in-game letter had been written incredibly tiny handwriting. <laughs> and we had to figure it out to, like, roll it up and down. But, like, I thought about it because, as Rob said, like, I was the one with this, you know, giant plastic stick. And after we, you know, I'm just kind of, like, using it to point and being a horrible, annoying distraction with this thing. And mm-hmm. eventually I had to say, okay, I'm going to put this over here because I'm not focusing on the game anymore. <laughs> Instead, I'm kind of being a dick with this <laughs> right. rod. Wait, yeah. that's being a dick? <laughs> Mildly. Oh, okay. Did you just realize that you've been a dick a lot. Maybe. <laughs> uh, what Gavin used to do is, is uh, Meryl actually had all of the minis ever, because he's a lonely, lonely man. And um, Gavin, uh, Gavin used to borrow like some of the dragons from him, like the blue dragon and all the shit, which are like minis that are you know huge, right? eight, ten, like the D and D minis, inches. yeah, mm-hmm. or, like massive. And so Gavin would sit there and like we'd be in the game, and if we weren't paying attention or anything like that, 
he just put it over the the DM screen and just lay it out there, and all of us would be like, "What's that?" He's like, "I don't know," you know, and just it was just the it was a quick prop that reminded us, "Hey, fucking pay attention." Here's here's the attention getter. Go again. again. Yeah, exactly right. like that. Um, but I think going back to the, the 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 ideas that we were talking about with Christmas, I think like setting up candlelight. You know, if you're doing like a darker game, setting up um, like warm, like offering warm drinks and stuff like that. If it's during a cold game, mm-hmm. you know, like a game during winter time and stuff like that. If you want to set the mood with like. Like, you know, uh, the time of year, I think there's certain things around the table that you can have to remind people of that. Sure. Um, so, you know, even if even if you're playing in March, but you're doing an autumn kind of game, you, you know, bust out some of your Halloween stuff or whatever and just keep it around the table or around the outside of the table. It's subtle, it's not too <coughs> intrusive, but it reminds people like, you know, oh, okay, then this, this may have an effect on where we're going, what we're doing you know, the rules that we have to make because of cold weather and how we track people because of leaves and just just the extended stuff that helps right. provide that content. Not even specifically setting stuff, but seasonal stuff. Even. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's exactly. a good idea. I like that. I got a lot of that stuff around here. So. Um, Gaming Nightmare from Larson. <coughs> is it back to me? Yeah. It's back to me. Of course it is. Dear Happy Jacks, it's great to see you up and running again. Since it was a while... Since you last heard from me, I thought it would it was time to share another horror story. A story from my younger teenage years. I had a friend who liked to GM. Let's call him Sven. <coughs> and he was a very peculiar fellow. He was a punk rocker and close to over two meters tall. Which, in your inferior system, is like a million wrists. <laughs> it's like 6'8". No, two meters is not six eight. Yeah, it is. Six, it's like six five. Isn't it, isn't a meter? A like meter is a hundred centimeters, which is which is three uh, three three four about. No, it's not that much. I thought so. I thought so I, I so I thought the easy way I always did was a meter was a yard, which is three feet. Yeah, it's a little more. Well, it's a meter's a little a meter, more. A meter is a hundred centimeters, and a and a foot twelve inches is about thirty centimeters. It's like it, it's like isn't it like two or three inches more than a, than a yard, a yeah. meter. So it's like three inches more. So it's like he's like six six, two meters or is six, like six four. I'm gonna go six four just to just to lie. <laughs> what? Huh? No one ever told me it's okay to flush the toilet. What? Can can, can <laughs> he flush the toilet? You <laughs> just yeah, took ahead. a giant shit in your studio <laughs> bathroom. He did the. I Dave didn't rule. tell him the number two rule, did I? <laughs> no. Oh no. no. He hasn't been in there that long. He daved the studio. Good, th- good thing. <laughs> good thing he's not having burgers. <laughs> yeah, it all came out as ramen anyway. So you're fine. <laughs> oh, we're horrible. All right. I love uh, scatological humor. <laughs> which in your inferior system is like a million wrists. Uh, but he was very. Uh, he was still very kind and timid, a humble giant in all regards, and therefore a victim of bullying. Oh, that's a shame. We both had to transfer schools to escape our tormentors. Mm. That sucks. And really, he should have just smashed them like the Hulk. Maybe he was like Hodor. There, Hodor. As, as reading part of this, I see some similarities. But let's keep going. <laughs> Dude, I never had to transfer schools. No. 
I put somebody through the front of a soda machine to stop. <laughs> but you let me poke you incessantly. <laughs> and all you do is curl up and take it. You know, when you leave, he, he cries on my shoulder. Oh, that's fair. I, yeah. 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 <laughs> Months I'm pass. i in my car, actually. <laughs> oh, by the way, Kimmy texted me. I don't know why she didn't text you and said something about picking up a phone. Because my phone is broken. Ah, okay. First phone I've broken in 18 years. Sh- just destroyed my screen. Oh, okay. So, so she's she going to loan me an iPhone. She said, swing by and pick it up. Awesome, thank you. Yeah, back to the show. Uh, months passed, and my, and my friend wanted to start a game. And since he was sh- uh, a shunned gamer with a troubled past, he acted according to the classic fallacies and asked everyone he would, ga- he would gaze his eyes on if they wanted to join. I actually appreciate that mm-hmm. motivation and just be like, yo. He doesn't care. He just wants people to play. That's right. That's because he's punk rock, motherfucker. <laughs> And six, four to six. Yeah. Are you going to make fun of me? My smash. <laughs> Since our new school apparently resides in Bizarro World, it had the shortest bullies you could find. Yeah, that's not really Bizarro. Huh. Small guys tend to be bullies. <laughs> I believe it's called the Napoleon Complex. It absolutely is. <laughs> It absolutely is. Yeah, short guys tend to be bullies and hate sketchers. <laughs> Truth. <laughs> oh, my milk's dropping. <laughs> right. uh. Speaking of things short people hate, um, are you really happy that the Raiders are just getting destroyed this season? Like, I don't hate the Raiders. I hate most Raider fans. Oh, okay. Yeah. You hate Raider Nation? No, because it's funny, because I love Pirates. I love pirates, <laughs> and so, it, so there's, there's so a giant. So you think you should like the Raiders? Yes. Are you I, a big Tampa Bay fan? I actually was for a period of time. <laughs> I actually de- desperately want to go to Joe Robbie Stadium and like see the big boat because they shoot cannons out every time they score a touchdown. They have a gun that shoots cannons. Yes, it's amazing. <laughs> These giant, giant iron things come flying out and just chew up the field. No. <laughs> That's why those. Those bleacher seats are so cheap. <laughs> <laughs> well, that and the Buccaneers. Got to die. Yeah, it's the Buccaneers. Costs about a Buccaneer to get in. They weren't taller than hobbits or halflings in your inferior units. <laughs> <laughs> Got an inferior unit for you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, a quarter of us actually use the metric system. <laughs> but a quarter isn't a metric, so you just fuck yourself right there. Okay. A quarter could totally be measured. Shut it's up. You didn't say a quarter word. inch. He bought it. A quarter cup. He bought it. Point Shut two five. Up. Point two five. No? No. <laughs> Approximately one-tenth, but more than that. <laughs> really? Okay. Uh, and, and weren't threatening or effective, but they really wanted to be dicks when they grew up. This is the hobbits, or halflings, if you're an American. Uh, my Titanic friend asked them if they wanted to try his cool role-playing game, and I don't know why, but they said yes. Maybe they thought he was some kind of alpha male. He at least had the stature for it. Time came for the first session, and we are making characters. It's Sven, a normal player, and two minuscule bullies, and me. (laughs) Minuscule. I love the... the, Sven is explaining how how an RPG works. Should we act this out? Yeah, let's act this out. Who wants to be bully number one? Yeah, sure. Okay, who's going to be bully number two? Ooh, 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 ooh. Who wants to be Sven? I'll be Sven. Okay, go. 
Am I playing an elf? Can I name it anything I want? Uh, yes, of course you can. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> what names have you chosen, friends? <laughs> Blowjob. Cocksuck. <laughs> it wasn't hard to see that Sven was hurt, but he graciously raised his head and said he would accept the two elves, Blowjob and Cocksuck. <laughs> the story could have ended there, but Sven wasn't a good GM, and there's and there's and their stories never do. After the uh, the fantastic character creation, he told us that our characters arrived one by one to different parts of a huge medieval fantasy town, and then asked us with great anticipation, "What do you do? I'll be me." What do you mean? What do you do? Why I'm arriving in the city? Why am I arriving in this city? To do normal stuff. Normal stuff? Okay, I'll go shop. Uh, what do you shop for? Equipment? Do I need anything? Maybe? <laughs> it wasn't an adventure, or even the beginning of one. It was four different persons doing normal, everyday things with nothing happening. Sven hadn't planned and couldn't improvise, and maybe he was hoping for drama and adventure to erupt from the ground like an angry demon spawn. The two fellatio elves giggled every time an NPC addressed them. To Sven's credit, he had some molecules of actor in him, and he really tried his best to handle the NPC reactions in a, reason, in a realistic fashion. <clears throat> Sven, as a barmaid, can I get you anything to drink? My name is Blowjob. What a strange name. It sounds kind of rude. You aren't from around here, right? My name is Blowjob. Do you want anything, or do I have to ask you to leave? My name is Blowjob. <laughs> He's clearly asking for something. He's clearly asking for something. <laughs> or offering. Or, or offering. It could go both ways. Maybe he does. <laughs> Believe it or not, he is short. <laughs> yes. Believe it or not, it was the normal player who first got into some kind of trouble with the city guards. His face had gotten paler and paler from boredom, and he started to fight in the streets when he couldn't wait anymore for some kind of action. He got thrown in prison... And after another hour of boring errands and awkward NPC conversations, Sven, Sven asked what the normal player wanted to do in his cell. I'll be the normal player, too. A normal player, in character. Can I get a mug of water? A huge lizard man in a guard uniform enters the prison and throws a mug at you. It's empty. Guard! I need some water! Sven, in gung-ho lizard man voice, No, no, no! Mug is for peeing, not drinking! <laughs> It wasn't a good joke, but we all laughed. We shouldn't have done that. Shouldn't have done that. <laughs> Something awoke in Sven's eyes. He looked around the table, and I could, in horror, read every thought in his face. People were having fun. Could this be what he had been striving for? The holy RPG grail? An energizing evening in a company of comrades? He had done it. And he could not, this moment of RPG bliss, he could not let this moment of RPG bliss slip by him. He dragged out the scene and his lizard man routine one, one and a half, for one and a half hours. Uh, me and my, and the normal player stopped laughing after three minutes. The two bullies howled the whole ordeal through. We finally, when we were finally done... I left the table without a word. A little piece of my soul and sanity were still left on the floor in fetal position, <laughs> crying. My only hope was that, when I got older, I should find a somewhere to tell my story. 
maybe some kind of potted cast. Oh, I see what you did there. And that it would be ease the pain. Thanks for your ears. Sharing helps. Until next time, my dear friends, my next email, I'll tell a story of how a dry historian made, made me blush at the table and <clears throat> made me do a Kimmy, which I have regretted to this day. Which I don't remember what a Kimmy was. We said that. I regret the last time I did a Kimmy. We, we established what that was oh, within okay. the last couple episodes. Yeah, I haven't listened. I don't remember what it was. You were just on a long plane fight. Did you listen to the last couple episodes? No, I was watching bad movies. Mm. I don't remember. I can't remember what doing a Kimmy is, what playing a Kimmy is. I'm, I'm at a loss. I'm sad that Chat we don't room? know. I, I think they're not listening. Well, are they ever? Uh, yeah, so one meter equals about three feet, three inches. Jesus Christ, I don't give a fuck about that. So I two meters is six Kimmy six, is. so fuck you guys. <laughs> We have to wait a second because they're they're about fifteen seconds behind. Okay, <laughs> fifteen seconds behind. I could conceive in that. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least get your portion of it done. That's right. Well, <laughs> look. <laughs> so we can wait a second and see if the chat room. Uh, they may not even remember. Hey Tyler, what? Just like your mom, nature abhors a vacuum. Are you saying my mom's house is dirty? No. <laughs> That's, That's what up. I got out of it too. <laughs> <laughs> my mom abhors a vacuum, so she won't. She won't right. vacuum. I like that one. Okay, <laughs> I'm, I'm just trying material out. <laughs> like that's try try again. That one not so good. I know. That of a <laughs> I'm killing time. No, oh, well, they're not, they're, they stopped listening. Okay. Fucking chat room. Dick holes. <laughs> <laughs> it says eleven people are listening. The internet is lying. <laughs> is oh, it went down to nine. Now it's up to ten. All right. Uh, so that's it. 85 minutes? 85 minutes in. Shorter what? A little bit shorter. Um, and we'll be back yeah. next week. Next week, 11 a.m., we will be back, and it will be the LARP Girls again. Oh, cool. The LARP Girls will be coming back. Very, very cool. Um, so I think that's it. Yeah, thank you for, for flying all the way out here to be on the show. I appreciate it. Yeah, yeah just for the show. The sole reason I came out I here. Yeah. It's awesome. I'm assuming you're out here for something else. Yeah, I'm out here for business. So, okay. company's putting the bill for anything. Anything else you want to say while you have the microphone in front of you and 4,000 RPG viewers listening? Why are you not playing the one true game? I think <laughs> right here. Um, we are. We're playing Dungeons & Dragons 5th Ed on Monday nights. <laughs> I saw it when I came in and my eyes almost burned out of my head. <laughs> have you have you read this, this this system at all? I've read the basic D&D. Uh, okay. I followed a lot of the play tests when they came out. Mm-hmm. Um actually played a session halfway mm-hmm. through to test things out and started reading the PHB. Okay. All right. So I'm not I, just a random could, guy who hates without reading it. I think it could replace Pathfinder for me. It got rid of a lot of the bloat that the other systems have. Oh, give them time. Yeah. Oh, it'll come yeah. back, but the rule system is such that uh, it, it's not you know, it's not going to have that ridiculousness like uh, that the, the that Pathfinder has, you know, twenty. If you it, somebody said uh, at first level you're a fighter, you wear a plate, you have an eighteen AC. At twentieth level, if you're a fighter and you wear a plate, you have an eighteen AC. It's not like you get to twentieth level and say, "Oh, I've got a forty-five AC." You can't right. hit me unless you roll a twenty. Right. The numbers stay are going to stay small and manageable, and I don't that's know. one of the things I like about it. That's one of the things that that was my biggest bitch with fourth edition. Mm-hmm. Boss fights took forever because mm-hmm. suddenly I don't remember exactly how many they have now, but it, it was like. 
God. I mean, I want to say, like, the, the big bosses at, like, 30th level had, like, 1,500 hit points or yeah. something like that. Yeah, you did a yeah. whole session playing a boss fight. Yeah, yeah, you'd have to. So, so then, just because I haven't seen it, experimented with it, one of the reasons you could <coughs> see in character, in the actual numbers of character that you were progressing was your hit points. You know, your hit points got bigger, your... Your AC got adjusted and stuff like that. Your your actual abilities changed and the numbers associated with them changed. What what do you see from a character progression standpoint in for, the new one? For everyone, uh, your um, what is that number called? Proficiency bonus. Your proficiency bonus goes up like every two or three. Yeah, levels. I think it's right. every other level. It goes up, <coughs> and and that's that's the the number you add to anything you are proficient at. Okay. Um, you add it if you're if you're proficient with a weapon. You add it to your rolls on that. If you're proficient in a skill, you add it to that. If, um, but that's what the, that's what that does. It it simplifies a lot of the stuff. And I think the highest it goes is what six. I think I six. Think so, yeah. I like the magic system a little bit better. Um, if you, you memorize spells, so you you never have that. Oh, I only memorized one fireball today. Mm-hmm. You memorized fireball that day. You have X number of slots that you. So can it's have. like the gold clerk. Kind system. of everybody. Uh, well, more like sorcerers. Okay. You yeah. Have, yeah. You yeah. Have empty right. spell slots. You yep. have the number of spells you know. Yep. But you have to you have to memorize a set of them. It's like level plus um, plus your casting modifier. Okay. So I get to memorize four a day, plus my two domain spells. Mm-hmm. So I have six spells that I can cast any three of. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. It was a bit confusing at first because there's like mm-hmm. all the the big spell list. Then there's spells known, and then right. on top of that there's the spell slots. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like I know all these spells and I'm going to pick them out and put them in the slot. So right. yeah, you do kind of avoid the. <coughs> well, there goes my you know high level slow. Yeah. Kind of. But they kept missed. the you know you don't you don't lose cantrips. Okay. And cantrips are are decently powerful. Oh, yeah, some like in, are, in yeah. Pathfinder or three uh, three point five, your cantrips are like oh I do D three light or whatever. Yeah. You know, I can I change something. Light. My one my 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 direct damage cantrip is a D eight. Okay. That's pretty hardcore. Yeah. It sounds like they kind of learned from 4th edition where, hey, at-wills are, are great, so let's mm-hmm. kind of keep those around and just you know put them back to cantrips, at least for the spellcasters. So you can actually do something when, you haven't run out of, when you've run out of the spell slots. Plus, uh, utility spells can be cast as rituals. So if you have 10 minutes, oh, you, yes. you cast it as a ritual, yes. and you don't lo- use up a slot. Okay. So like we need to detect magic... I was able to sit down for ten minutes, cast the ritual, do it, do it, and not have burned up a spell for the day. Okay, that's kind of cool. Yeah, I was thinking during that uh, that email that helped with my Pathfinder game from Daniel. I'm just like, well, how about you just switch games? Yeah, to something yeah. else. Hey, look, man, like- Pathfinder Pathfinder's rough for new players now because it's a it's a it's a very bloated game. There's a lot of stuff for it. Well, I think that's why that's why if he's doing if he's doing the yeah. Pre-gens. Pre-gens, and he keeps it just... PHB only. Yeah, exactly. Then it's super easy, super basic. Although that is a pretty big player's well, handbook. Well, it's because it's basically a PM... It's, it's a player's handbook and everything you need to DM a game in the yeah. player's handbook. It's yeah. not like... Which it should be in my yeah. mind. You, your introductory book should only be one. But it's just my deal. All right. Cool. Uh, they couldn't figure it out. They said Urban Dictionary says it's an older woman who gets intoxicated and has sex with significantly younger men. That's a cougar. No, but, I said it's a Kimmy. But, but spelled differently, though. Oh, because I could be on board with that. All, All right. right, I'm gonna call it. It's a super climactic ending. <laughs> oh, oh I, 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 you want a climactic ending? No. 
Wow. <laughs> that made my pants tighter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, speaking of which, are we going to play in this fucking conspiracy game ever again? Yeah. Because I've been Absolutely. researching Cholo, Cholo accents. Okay. <laughs> All right. Are you ready? Okay. We, yes, we will. Um, it would probably be maybe a Sunday morning thing. Then we can do it on Sunday fine. morning. Okay. Um, can't do it this Sunday. Well, because that's tomorrow. And next Sunday, there's a thing next Sunday. We'll talk. Oh, but yeah, it, it, we will. It, it may. Huh? Oh, yeah, we yeah, will. We'll <laughs> but maybe the. I don't, we'll talk. Is next Sunday Star Wars? <sighs> it might be. I, I have to look at my calendar. There's a lot of things on my calendar I have to look at. All right. Fuck! <laughs> He's fucking with the soundboard. There it goes. When listeners have happy jacks on. <laughs> Thank you for listening to Happy Jacks RPG Podcast, Season 14, Episode 2. My name is Stu. I'm bully number two, also known as Rose <laughs> This is Hive Mind. This is Tyler. Join us next week at 11 a.m. on Saturday morning, Pacific Time, with the LARP Twins, I think. And uh, that's it. And we'll leave you with a song. Stuck digging on the bed I looked all around the
I see But a lady shift an apron Which now belong to me To me, waste and tea, my dear Annie Oh, you New York girls, can't you dance the polka? Everything was silent, the hour was eight o'clock I put my shift and apron on and headed for the dock The old man cried, boy, check me, boy And sure I could have found a better suit than that by far To buy for eighty pounds To me, waste and tea, my dear Annie Oh, you New York girls, can't you dance the polka? So come on, me police, sailor men, take a warning when ashore Or else you'll meet some charming girl who's nothing but a whore your heart and cash will disappear, your rig and boots as well. For Yankee girls is tougher than the other side of hell. To me, waste and tea, my dear Annie. Oh, you New York girls can't you dance the polka. To me, waste and tea, my dear Annie. Oh, you New York girls can't